All right, another episode coming at you guys. Today, Drake and I are sitting down, and we're just talking about ways to go about photographing your own hunts, because as we all know, finding a good hunting partner, and especially someone to photograph and document, definitely can be a challenge, and not having that person shouldn't keep you from shooting hunting images. So, without further ado, let's dive in. As Lyle Hebel would put it, hello, internet friends. Uh, another episode of the Hunting Photographer podcast, and since hunting season's getting kicked off, uh, it's been going for a little bit here in Montana, uh, we wanted to talk about how to photograph your own hunts, and I wrote a blog post on this on the Hunting Photographer website uh, back in March, so that's been up for a while, and that's a good resource to look at, but we're going to talk about it probably here 15-20 minutes of time. Because a hunting a good finding a good hunting partner can be tough, and finding you know someone that you can photograph and make sense for shooting photographs, and someone that you can trust with your spots like that can just be tough. And so um, we don't want that to like stop you from going out and shooting hunting photos. And so if you can get in the mindset of documenting your own hunt. Uh, you can actually come away with some like epic imagery. And so we just want to talk about ways to do that. And so um, a lot of times, you know, throwing the camera into your backpack, it's an extra, you know, I mean, if, if you have a full kit, uh, it can be another up to 10 pounds. I mean, at the minimum, I'd say it's another two to four pounds of gear you know by the time you do camera body a couple lenses um batteries maybe a filter cleaning kit cards you know like um it's some extra weight but i think it's totally worth it and so um you know when you're out there solo there's no other distractions from another person and so you can focus on your photography um and you know, if you have a cotton carrier, which we've promoted a lot through this course, you know, it's a shoulder strap where you can hang your camera right there. If you run a camera body and a 50 millimeter lens, like you hardly even notice it's there and you can just snap off shots as you're hunting throughout the day and like capitalize on like pivotal moments where the lighting's good or you see something unique. And so, um, we definitely want to encourage you guys to photograph your own hunts and, I've been chewing up all the airwaves here, so I'm going to let Drake chime in. <laughs> Drake was posting the Instagram, too. so Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. So a lot of us, like, like I mean, my, myself, I'm primarily documenting other people hunting. Um, I'm also an avid hunter. And so, you know, when I'm hunting on my own time, I always have a camera with me. I don't have, like, two bodies hanging off my chest at all times. Like, um, actually, my tactic is I have a little point and shoot. Yeah. that lives basically in my binocular harness mm. that I can whip that thing out. And it's got a, it's a, it's got a 24 to 200 zoom on it. It's, what, is, it's, what is it? It's a Sony RX 100 Mark six, yep. um, pricey little bugger, but shoots amazing photos. Great it's like video. What, 1100. Yeah. I think it's 1100 bucks. Yep. Um, but it's, it's like the sweetest little pocket camera um, yeah. I've been able to come across. And, uh, so yeah, if there's an elk coming in bugling and I'm, I want to like try to get a photo of it or get some sweet video. I just whip that thing out and like, um, it's awesome. So like, I don't, I'm not 
like rocking my big 7200 lens on my shoulder while I'm hunting. Yeah. Um, I often have a like a DSLR or mirrorless in my pack with if I if I'm, if I'm only going to take one lens in the field, it's usually the 24 to 70. Yeah. If I'm kind of being weight conscious, it's usually the 50 mil. Um, kind of like you were saying, Zach's 50 mil. It's it's so light and little and like produces some pretty epic imagery just because yeah. it's uh, when you shoot it when you stop it down to like f 1.8 like you just get some crazy background blur yeah um but again like i think the, the main thing here is like when you are documenting your own hunt I, I think it's i think it's really important to have a camera that's really easily accessible and small and so you can capture kind of those in the moment mm -hmm. um things that are happening and so like a small point and shoot like that little sony rx 100 mark 6 is is pretty key so i've really yeah. enjoyed having that in my pack so drake's telling you kit can be light if you just do the point and shoot some batteries um, I think that documenting your own hunt just makes you think outside the box a little bit. Cause you don't really ever get to have a subject unless you want to set up, you know, a shot on a timer and a tripod and photograph yourself, which works. Yep. I've done that. I know Drake's done that and got some awesome images. That's a lot more time involvement, um, and a little bit of vision, but for myself, my basic kit is like my Nikon, you know, a DSLR body, and then I'll do a prime, whether that's like a 50 uh, or like a wide angle prime, something 2.8 or lower, preferably like below F2, so that any low light stuff I have it covered. Yep. And then I have like a short zoom. I have a 24 to 120 that I like that just like covers a lot of my bases. Nice. So I can like cover a lot of images with a couple lenses that don't weigh a ton uh if i'm not backpack hunting sometimes i'll take the 80 to 400 because when you're hunting by yourself sometimes you get really in close to animals and like there's sometimes you know if you're trying to shoot a more mature animal there's a lot of animals that you're passing up that you know if you took an extra 20 30 minutes you could get in really close on yeah <laughs> and if you have that long lens in your pack like you can get very unique wildlife imagery that's like in the field like in nature not shot you know off the road in yellowstone right. or <laughs> glacier or wherever um so that stuff's pretty cool um let's see what are some good shots to shoot when you're out uh your own hunt? yeah so i was gonna add on to what you just said there about the the 80 to 400 so so this year i i rented a 100 to 400 for like the next month and like I'm going to have my little point and shoot on me, but then like, just like you say, like those moments where like, Oh, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm searching for a very mature animal. Like I'm not, I'm probably not going to try to get that one, but it's like, I'll, I'll bust out that 100 to 400 and try to sneak in and get some just different unique wildlife type shots. Um, so again, it's a great opportunity to do that. Uh, as far as other shots to get, um, like the, the point of view shot. So like mm -hmm. if you're in your tent, you know, like you're shooting out, out the vestibule as you're making breakfast in the morning or, behind a spotting scope yeah behind a spotting scope um there's lots of kind of unique variations of the of the point of view that's um it's like it's easy to do you know you don't you don't have to set yeah. it up per se i mean you can get some pretty awesome shots if you just set a timer up and throw your camera on the ground whether you're glassing or hiking a trail or and that's a perspective you wouldn't always shoot yeah you know of like yeah. throwing my camera on the ground yeah <laughs> but yeah i think the two easiest shots to get are wildlife and landscapes yeah uh, just because it's a, just a single person perspective, like wildlife is easy, uh, if you're prepared for it. Um, 
because hopefully you're seeing wildlife when you're out hunting and then hunting just takes you to some really awesome places as far as landscape and sunsets, sunrises, weather, you know, dew in the grass, snow, fresh snow, you know, like there's some pretty unique imagery that like that stuff connects wildlife and landscapes connect with anyone, whether they're hunters or not. So those are like the easiest things to shoot that would connect to the widest number of people as far as like if you're thinking about using it for social media um what are some other good ones um so our friend brett sang he like has perfected this shot but he gets some really cool ones of like after say harvest an animal like the very first look when he when he first sees you know if there's a an elk laying there like at 100 yards he gets some really epic photos of just the animal um all by itself just on the ground so i think that's that's a cool one to uh to hone in on yeah the point of view when you first walk up on an animal you know whether you're grabbing its rack with a hand or like lifting its head up or, you know, admiring a feature or a detail on that animal that you wouldn't be able to see unless you were, you know, right up next to it is a really cool thing to do. I mean, shooting the detail, whether it's macro, which this is right up Drake's alley of, uh, you know, just the detail of their hide or an eye or a hoof. Yeah. What do you, I mean, what are you looking for when you shoot like a detail shot like that? Um, yeah, one thing I, I love to do, and I, I don't exactly know why I started doing this, but I love photographing an animal's eye, like try to get like artistic kind of creative shots of just their, their eyeballs. And so, you know, you can see their, their eyelashes and some of their unique kind of facial features, I, I guess, but I've got a collection of like hundreds of images of, of all the animals that I've been on of, of just their eyeballs. And, uh, um, yeah, same deal. I love, uh, their, their hooves and, uh, or hooves and, uh, Hooves, hooves. hooves. <laughs> Some animals, I mean, geez, like sheep and stuff, they have very unique ho- uh, fumbling on my hooves. Hooves. <laughs> hooves. <laughs> I'll keep saying it like a German accent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just some of these unique features of animals that you don't normally see, and you know, if it, that's that's kind of related to the environment that they live in. So if you're on like a mountain goat hunt in, in the late season, I mean, geez, their hair can be ten inches long. It's like, like a shot of like your hand, like, you know, you, you take the photo with your right hand and you take a photo of your, your left hand, like holding this like giant, like clump of hair and, or yeah. kind of your hand, like weaving through this, this hair. I think those are cool. Yeah. I think you can shoot some really cool trophy photos, just no hunter in it. Yeah. You know, kind of like a, as it lays style photo, maybe you might reposition the animal a little bit and clean them up, but you can shoot some really cool photos like that where there's no hunter in it. You know, it's like kind of a more creative take on a trophy photo without the hunter, because you know, you are the hunter and the photographer or, you know, just meat laid out on a log or something cooling or, you know, uh, the first load out all loaded up in your pack, you know, just sitting there waiting for you to like pick it up and, haul it out yeah that's cool um, too. those are all pretty easy shots for you to get you know self photographing a hunt and i think like having the hunter out of it like we get to focus more on the elements that are important on the hunt and like the hunter isn't really that important of a feature i don't think always in f- photographs yeah I so agree. uh i think it'll push people to kind of think about how they document hunting in a different way so i i mean i would challenge people to photo self photograph their hunts just because it'll make you a better photographer i think 
totally another thing that I kind of kind of an easy one to do. I mean, it, easy in the sense it's it's not super hard to shoot, but uh, is is night photography. Mm-hmm. So like, if you are out camp by yourself, even like, you, you know, gotta take a tripod probably. Yeah, take a tripod. You don't have to, but it helps. Definitely oh. helps. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you're <laughs> piling up rocks and trying to position your camera in a way. But uh, no, I, I've shot a lot when I'm when I've been hunting by myself, where it's like. I'll, I'll turn my headlamp on in my tent yep. and I'll just like have it shining straight up. So it's illuminating my tent and then I'll run back 20 yards or, or however far and, and shoot some, some long exposures where you're getting like my tent. And then, you know, if I put it on a timer, like say it's a 10 second timer, but a 30 second exposure, I'll just, I'll, I'll run yeah. back into the frame and then like, you know, you'll, you'll be able to like see me like sitting on the edge of the tent or something with this huge night sky and kind of this wild dark background and kind of creates a sense of loneliness and ruggedness <laughs> and wilderness yeah just self-sufficiency wild as self-sufficiency. a photographer just hardcore yeah <laughs> yeah no that stuff's good night photography i mean you can lean up let's say there's an elk rack you know leaned up against your tent that's a sweet night photo especially if you can like leave a headlamp you could leave a headlamp on inside your tent yeah to illuminate you could have your camp um just lit by a fire that you started you know to keep you warm uh there's all kinds of ideas i mean you dropping your pack on the tailgate and it's just sitting there and there's a cracked beer like that tells the story right there like great day of hunting got back cracked a cold one like success this is awesome like most hunters can relate to that um what else what are some other good photos uh, again, speaking on the long exposure, um, like play around with light trails. And by that, I mean like do a, uh, do a 30 second exposure and just like run around with your headlamp on. And like when you actually, when you, when the photo is done shooting, there'll be this like line going all over the place mm-hmm. of where your headlamp was. And like a lot of people are like, how the heck did you get that? And it's, it's actually really simple. But, uh, but then like, you know, say there's a couple people. You know, you could have like two tents lit up then you could have two guys and you could, you could like have both of them walking around and stuff. And it, it, it shows like, oh, they're, they're busy doing something in camp mm-hmm. or like say there's a cooler there or say there's an elk there where they're, uh, they're, they're cutting it up. It's like, you get this like motion, um, of these headlamps moving around and you could be like, oh, like they're, they're processing meat. Um, for sure. So yeah. Play around with, with light trails for sure. Another thing you can do is you can paint with your headlamp, uh, and so you can like write things. Yeah. You could do like an elk drawing. We've yeah. tried to do that or trout. <laughs> and sometimes they turn out really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to go like reference it and like go through the motions of like painting it in reverse, you know, with your headlamp. Uh, but, you know, we've done some cool ones even where we just wrote like deer camp, you yeah. know, and you could see like a wall tent with like a buck sitting on a cooler or something like That's that kind of stuff. You can shoot on your own, yeah. you know, in camp by yourself. Um, so don't be one of those people who's like, I don't have anyone cool to shoot photos of man. And you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, dude, you can shoot a insane portfolio, just photographing your own hunts. Yeah. Especially if you get good at it, uh, which wouldn't really take that long. So, and it's a unique perspective that very, very few people are doing. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are photographing other people's hunts and it's kind of hard to differentiate yourself a little bit in that category especially if you're just starting off yeah 
So we just gave you guys all the golden keys to unlock all the cheat codes to photographing your own hunt. So <laughs> no excuses. Did you play a lot of PlayStation back no in the day? No excuses. N64? Um, let's see. I was more <laughs> N64 early. That was a long time ago. Yeah, same. I had like a year and a half streak where Xbox, I played a lot. That nice. was like fresh. No, that was maybe soft. More year of college. I had a Sega Genesis for a while. <laughs> nice. Anyway, total side rant. Dude, but. my favorite, we'll end this thing, but like, did you ever have the little handheld bass games? Yeah. Like a little bass reel? It's like a little yeah. thing. Dude. You'd hook them so hard. Those just like, were the funnest, especially on road trips. I don't know if funnest is a word. It is. Uh, so yeah, shoot photos on your own hunts this year, you guys. Share them with us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at the hunting photog and just hashtag the hunting photographer or shoot us a dm say yo zach steven i got a dope photo check it out and we'll be like yeah man that's sick or like hey do this or if it's really bad we probably just will be like cool (laughs) (laughs) but we do want to see them so do that and if you're thinking about you know pursuing hunting photography full time or trying to make money doing it obviously our course is catered to that so check that out at our website and um if you have any questions about it, shoot us a message. We're happy to tell you a little bit more about, you know, what the course and mentorship is all about, but it's hands down, in our opinion, uh, the best way to kind of get into the industry and start pursuing a career in hunting photography. So be sure to check it out. Good luck to everybody out there this fall, and we would love to see photos from your hunts. So uh, we're out.